Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, Sandro. This is it. This is the time. We have bended to the will of the fans. And now we have finally completed the holy trinity of three ninjas but there's four of them yeah well yeah it's not really a trinity no but it's like a um... holy trinity where you've got all all three of them and then right Mm. in the center is just hulk hogan's face just hulk hogan's face i was (laughs) gonna say maybe the first one doesn't count because it was good uh yeah you Um... know what yeah, the holy the holy trinity of three ninjas sequels. Yeah, there we go. There we go. And oh boy, was it was it not beautiful, Sandro? Um, there was certainly things. Yep. Um, and uh, welcome to this episode. This is what you wanted. <laughs> this is what you wanted. So thank uh... you. Welcome to Oldie But a Goodie, the show where we just die on the inside <laughs> watching movies. This week we watched two movies and got. Less plot than we started with. <laughs> this is my co-host, Sandro. Hello, I'm dead inside. Same. And this week, we're reviewing two movies. Whoa, crazy. Mm, woo, woo, nuts. woo. dabba doo I mean, we did it last week. Because, they, well, yeah. But this is a special one, because this is the one-year anniversary of watching Three Ninjas. <laughs> yep. We sat down in my living mm. room with the many drinks and watched three Three Ninjas movies this time last year. This time, we were stuck indoors and didn't go and see each other. But, don't you worry, we still got very drunk to watch these. <laughs> you better believe it. Absolutely. I'm not watching this sober. God. Thank <laughs> the Lord Almighty that I had alcohol in my system, because I don't think I would have uh, enjoyed the real subtleties yeah, of the, yep. these movies uh, without it. So we're doing two films. One of them, yeah, mm. Three Ninjas 4. The other one is the actual movie that came out this week in 1984. Um, which also is actually very important to me, personally. Yeah, I um, I really got into Breaking. I really, like, got into it. I was... Yeah. I saw it first with a couple of drinks before getting a little bit, like, heavier with Three nin- Ninjas. Mm. And I think that may have influenced me a little bit. But by the mm. end of Breaking, I was vibing. I was vibing oh. out. I was in the mood. Dude, two seconds into this film i was vibing i heard those funky tunes i saw that font and i was in the font is incredible it's great we'll talk about it when we get to it but first we're talking about the thing we watched that is known as three ninjas three ninjas four uh, kick back at mountain something something who gives a shit uh yep that is the uh, official title i think i've uh, sworn more in my notes than any other movie in this one, so that's a fun fact. Um, I'll try and keep the direct quotes from my notes to a minimum. My, uh, yeah, my notes are pretty... There is a point where I said how the Thurk is Grandpa a bad actor now. Uh, yeah. Out of nowhere, he just delivers the worst lines. Yeah. Uh, luckily, he's not in this movie so much, nope. which is not good. Nope. 
Nope. Honestly? Um, I'll keep the intro down to a very short, maybe like two minutes. It was released April yeah. 10th in 1998. Uh, so we're reviewing it around the right time of the year. Uh, hey, you were born when this came out. I was yet to be... Yeah. I was yet to pop out into the world. And you know what? It's cursed my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's co-written and directed by Sean McNamara. Uh, he does a lot of work mm. on the Disney Channel, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, all that stuff. And you can tell. Yep. I think you can uh, tell. He's certainly made a movie for children. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> this is definitely a film that only kids will enjoy. And even then... Probably won't. I don't know. I had a lot of enjoyment <laughs> with some of the bits of this movie. Okay. But it wasn't because it was good. No. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> the only returning cast member is Victor Wong. He's in this for like three minutes. Uh, he's the only person who's in all four films. The second kid wasn't the same second kid. No. They replaced all the kids. I thought the second kid might have been the replacement second kid in the... Um, no, because the second kid in the second one was the same one, but the other two weren't, or something like that. Oh, the it? kid that looked like Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the first three, and then they completely replaced him. I think they all look yeah. like three, four years younger in this movie. Yes. They get even younger. Compared to the last film we watched, I don't know if you remember... But literally, they've reversed 15 years. Yep. The oldest Rocky is, like, 25. He looks 25, but pretends to be a teenager. Yeah, in the in last one. the third third movie, yeah. And now he's 12 again. <laughs> he's back well, like, No, he's, he's 14, because he says, oh, I'm going to be 15 soon. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a whole... Yeah, well, yeah. we'll get to that. Uh, but the only other cast member is the guy who gets top... His name is Hulk Hogan, and he's in this. Hell yeah. And boy, is he in this. Ah, uh, and you know what? It's funny. I have a quote. I'm going to skip right to the end, Sandra. Go for it. It's one of my reviews. It's going to ruin our whole structure, but you'll, you will have get it anyway, which is, uh, things are pretty sad state when Hulk Hogan gives the movie the most touching performance. <laughs> I know, right? He's got an actual arc. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. He, Hulk Hogan's there. He gets an arc, which I think is nice. Uh however, weirdly, he's not really the hero of the film. A lot of times when like a wrestler is in a movie, they can never be beaten. They always have to come out on top of like every fight. He doesn't mm. win any fight that he's in, really, in this movie, aside from maybe, like, one or two near the end. I think I... I, I, And I also appreciate that. I think his character had a bit more depth than the average wrestling character, you know? Mm. It's like, he's an actor, not an actual fighter. Mm. But he still manages to put out a little bit of justice, you know, here and there. Yeah. But yeah, he does get kind of slapped around by the bad guys a bit. Um, zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. Zero percent. Audience score of twenty nine, which is rough. Two point nine on IMDb, forty four on Metacritic. Pretty low all round. When the audience score is twenty nine percent, that's oof. That's a bit rough. Yeah. That's a little bit rough. Uh, this is a review I found that pretty much sums it up. Only small children with limited attention spans will be impressed by the lackluster kung foolishness. It's a good review. Yep. Yep. Very quickly. No idea how much it costs, but what do you think it made? Because it's amazing how much it made. Oh, God. uh, 150 mil? Uh, 375,000. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, that's bad. Oh, that's really bad. Yep. That's awful. Did it have a wide release? 
Uh, was it released? Ever? Uh, it feels like it went straight to VHS for a lot of countries that weren't America. Yeah. That, that, so, that is unfortunate. Yeah, so let's just jump into it. Woo. 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 Uh, this is what you asked for, everyone. This is the movie, the, the zero percenter that you asked us to do. My first note is, oh God, the font. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> it is. It is. Wowie. We've gone from red 80s font back to the 90s, and it's just awful. Yeah. It's so metallic. It looks like it should be on a comic book or something, you know? Yeah. One that's in a $2 store that you go, huh, that looks stupid. While the, the logo is on there, there's also some narration. Uh, grandpa narration. And it really brought me back to the three ninjas two other movies we watched that were awful well yeah he sets up the idea for the first action sequence which is like a training thing yep god once again tum tum is the worst part about this movie ah <laughs> oh, the first yep. quote i wrote down is from tum tum where they successfully complete the training thing and no. someone says piece of cake and tum tum immediately is like speaking of cake let's eat <laughs> speaking of cake let's eat <laughs> it was just a warm slap ah. in the face, as if to say, welcome back. Ah, oh, my audio's peaking so hard. Ah. Uh, I wrote down, ah, the child acting. Because the child acting is even worse in this one. Yep. Like, the mm. acting in the first three, while mm. not great, was not bad. I mean, especially the guy who played a, a cult, pretty good for the most part. Yeah. Tum Tum was a bit annoying, but, like, the writing was annoying for him, not necessarily the acting. And I think it really shows that, like, Colt, he's the second one. Because he yeah. was in the first three movies. Like, he stayed the same. And that's because that kid was alright. He was pretty good yep. at acting. And now... <laughs> they read off those scripts well, and you can tell. The other thing is, like, the kids in the first three were hired because they were good at martial arts. Mm. These kids... I think they had stunt doubles, or, like, action doubles yes. for a lot of this. I think they were hired because they had connections to the director. Okay. <laughs> I think it's their, uh, like, you know, one was a nephew, one, one was, like, I don't know, the main actor's nephew. I don't know, they're all nephews of someone. That was their credentials Yeah. for this movie, because, yeah... Uh, yeah, so they go through a training course. Yeah. Uh, they, they ace that training course with some, some kung fu moves. But then Grandpa's like, haha, you're not finished yet, you idiots. And once again, he does a, a stunt where he, he flies on a flying fox and then chops a cable in half to turn off the lights. Oh boy, does he do that. He certainly does. Yep. And it looks... In... That's right. If he was a good actor in this, no offence to Victor Wong, I'm a big fan of you and your other yeah. movies, but he is awful in this film. Yeah, uh, but I think he was kind of done with the film. I think so. I mean, he's only in it for like three minutes. I hope he was like, no. We get this whole storyline where Colt and Rocky are turning 15 and they're like, oh. now that we're grown up, we don't want to come to Grandpa's Didn't to train. Did happen in one of the other films? Ah. They're like kind of done with Kung Fu for a bit, wasn't that the thing? I think thing? it happens in... I think it happens in all of them. Yeah. They're always like that. And Grandpa, like, he he overhears them and he's upset. And he's like, this is very sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I do have to say, though, at least this movie was in canon. Perfectly in canon. 
They didn't leave out Was anything. It? Yeah, so you've got Tum Tum being a little bastard. Yeah. Um, you've got the three ninjas. You've got Grandpa. Grandpa wasn't in very much, though, which is definitely not very, like, in canon. Yeah, he also wasn't best friends with the villain. Which... Yes, which is weird. <laughs> they they had, like, no connection to this villain. But we'll get to the villain. Or we'll get there. Uh, they had the three stooges. They kind of did, but they didn't copy them, which I liked. Ah, uh, yes. I liked the three stooges more in this movie because they didn't focus... Like, the other movie, what was that one one where they were, like, the main focus of the movie? There was the first one with the radical dudes, and it was really good. That and was really was good. And there was the third one with uh, the rocker dudes that was awful yeah so it was the third one which was the second one yeah and the second one didn't have them because it was cowboys for some reason yeah it was like racist cowboys so the one where they People. focused on them for like 90 percent of the movie is the bad guys was awful and made mm. them really bad and obnoxious because they're funny for like five minutes but then you cut to something else instead of continuing on for another half an hour if you haven't heard it check out the Episode uh, mm. episode 18, I think it is. What else is iconic for uh, Three Ninjas canon? The soundtrack is just rip-offs of other soundtracks. Absolutely, absolutely. So they still had that. They had um, villains that are ninjas for no reason whatsoever. Absolutely none. The one where they go to Japan, it at least made sense that they were using Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah. That was the only one where it actually made sense. Oh, we did um, have uh, Rocky and his girlfriend. That was a canon thing that they included. Yeah, Rocky has to have a girl that causes problems during the movie. Yep. Uh, and the dad. The mum and dad. The mum and dad. Because the dad works at the police or FBI. Uh, and there is also a cool female ninja introduced in this film. Is there? Yeah, Amanda. She's the tech wizard because her dad works on no! movies. <laughs> we'll get to that. No! Oh yeah, and in canon they have to keep introducing random girl characters. They need the audience. Ah! But they can't keep coming up with a reason for them to stick around. Anyway, we go back to their main home and Tum Tum is sitting watching TV and he and the uh, and the final ever episode of Hulk Hogan's TV show Dave Dragon comes on. It looks like a mix between Power Rangers and like a competition show where he instructs actual kid ninjas. Sorry, I just remembered it and I just like breathed in just like so heavily. (laughs) Oh yeah. So his show, it looks just the worst, which is funny because it's canon in the movie that his show is getting cancelled. Yeah. Because it's so bad. Except it's been on air for like 15 um, years, apparently. Yeah, it's been on... Ba- yeah, for, yeah. I love the point where one of the bad guys, like, approaches Hulk Hogan and, and he's like, Oh, I love meeting... I love meeting my older fans. Oh, yes, that's in my notes. That's in my notes. But anyway, Tum Tum is watching the thing it's revealed that dave dragon is hulk hogan's name because yep. of course it is he's going to be doing his final ever live show at mega mountain that day which is just Whoa. where tum tum happens to be going for his birthday yay i'm so glad that tum tum's once again the focus of the movie and uh <laughs> then we cut to a bunch of villains planning to attack mega mountain yeah okay so i have several questions off the bat here about um, that yeah the bad guys, once again, have 
guns. They have assault rifles or they do. AKs or something. Uh, yet they still pack swords. Because, you see, because... Okay. Bullets are expensive. And we know for a fact that these yep. villains just got out of prison and don't have any money. So they can't afford more bullets. That is true. Okay. Mm. Why did they have to be swords, though? Because... Why couldn't they just be knives? They're all ninjas who trained as ninjas and are ninjas. Yes, but why, though? Because they're ninjas. (laughs) Oh, I see now. Thank you. Thank you for explaining that. Because I had really many questions as to why every villain... My next question um, got solved later on in the movie, but was why are they taking over this theme park? Let's talk about their plan now. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Let's talk about that now. I had I had this later on in the notes because that's when they started taking the place over, but I had many questions. So the lead, I guess we'd say terrorist, she's basically a terrorist. Uh, her name yes. is M- Medusa. Her thing is that she's ugly because she's had lots of plastic surgery. That's the joke. Y- yep. That's the joke. Kind of... A bit of a sting versus the actor, though. I know. Yikes. Like, there were so many scenes where the kids were like, Ugh, you're ugly. <laughs> I was like... Yeah. But they hired you because Oof. that's weird. Why? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't look that bad. No. I mean, she does look a bit plastic-y, but, you know. Oh, also, her name um, is Medusa, which I guess means <laughs> that you see her face and you're terrified. So maybe she's self-aware about it. I mean, yes, that's the joke. Stupid. But also, Medusa was supposed to be really hot-looking at some point? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Look, she's... Medusa's just a female villain name that they took from Greek mythology because there's one female villain Yep, pretty much. with a good name, and it's Medusa. And then, yeah, okay, so she's the female villain. She just ups at a nun at some point. And I want to talk about this scene now because I've remembered <laughs> it now and I want to talk about it. She dresses up as a nun to try and trick the guards into coming out to talk with her. Yep. But then she surrounds herself with all her bad guys for it. Yep. Sorry, I'm whacking the table, probably ruining the audio. Why? Why doesn't she just pop on camera and have the bad guys out of frame mm. so they don't see that, and then the bad guy comes, uh, the, the cop or whatever, comes over and is like, what are you doing here, ma'am? And she goes, I'm getting you. And then all the other bad guys pop out. Mm. That would have been a cooler scene. Why didn't that happen? Why right. does this movie exist? What is this piece of shit? I'm going to answer. <clears throat> I'm going to answer this. Because <laughs> uh, in the canon, in the canon of Three Ninjas, oh God. more specifically the first one, we know that everyone in this universe is super nice. Yes, that's and true. And maybe she just wanted to politely ask if she could come in. I mean, she did pull a gun out. Can I come in? Yeah, but she wasn't like, let me in or I'm going to blow the whole place up. Yeah, let me in. Yeah, She's like, that's true. Can I come in? I do want to mention, she doesn't kill a single person during this entire movie, which no I was very does. disappointed about. Oh, actually, maybe the three ninjas accidentally kill someone at some point. Oh, yeah, 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 at the very end as well. Uh, and also, when the roller coaster is hanging upside down, some people almost definitely would have died from that, because they were, like, upside down for, like, an hour. Yes. Just going about that scene, I love how when they turn the roller coaster back on again, they're all like, "Woo!" <laughs> oh my god, the ride's just so bad. Oh, it was so bad. They've been stuck okay. up at the top of a roller coaster for an hour, <laughs> being hostages, and then they immediately, "Woo!" Woo! Now we're moving! Yay! I mean, maybe you're just relieved that it's moving at least. 
you're like, whoa, finally, we're being saved, or something like that. Anyway, they go and attack the place. Oh, yeah, their plan is they're going to hold the entire theme park uh, hostage and then call up the owner of the park because he's a very, very rich man and be like, hey, owner of the park, give us heaps of money or we're going to start making the ride super dangerous and shut your park down. That's their plan. Instead of, you know, saying, hey, we've got these people hostage and we're going to kill them if you don't meet our demands. No, what we're going to do is make your ride slightly more unsafe Mm. and then you'll get sued by those people. Mm. Oh, you don't want that. Oh, no, no, no. That's the plan. That's the plan. I mean, it works, sort of. If it weren't for those pesky kids. I mean, they do get money at the end there, just (laughs) not... Like, yeah. Anyway. I just want to mention, Grandpa looks very old in this movie. This was his last film. He was like 70-something. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very old. But he gives a watch to Tum Tum, and it's Ah. not important. (laughs) Don't bring up the watch. It gives him a watch, you see, because the watch has a picture of them. And inscribed on the watch is like uh, Ninjas Forever. No, it's not Ninjas Forever. It's something like it's basically Ninjas Forever. It's it's like uh, together we're a family. Who knows? I didn't write it down. I didn't care. Who cares? Um, the whole point of the watch is that when one ninja is about to fall off a railing, he sees the watch and then he lifts himself up. Yep. <laughs> um, and th- no, they also have a moment with it. They they look at it and then they close their eyes and then they can fight in the dark for no reason. But that's yeah, I'm pretty sure it's got um, magical powers, as we know from yes, absolutely the third film, which is actually the no, the second film, which is actually the third film. There is yes. some form of magic in this world. So yes, magic yeah. does exist. Question mark? Question mark? Anyway, speaking of magic. The boys are all getting ready to go to the park and they run into Amanda. She's just a cool young girl with a helicopter that she got from her dad who works on movies. And she's got lots of tech wizardry up her sleeves because her dad works in movies and gives her all the props which somehow work as real gadgets? Question mark, question mark. Okay, alright. Alright. She's also a hacker which is hilarious. No, no, it's dumb. So, she moves, she's moving in next door just that day. Well, convenient. And she's a nerdy girl. So, not only does she have the terrible girl stereotypes, but she's also got the nerdy stereotypes. Yay. Because she needed more. And yes, she makes these props, which are deadly weapons, apparently. She just happens to make deadly weapons. Like, weapons that can kill people. Yep. For props. Stupid. What? Maybe her dad makes snuff movies. Maybe uh, his dad, her dad's not actually a prop maker, but actually a psychopath. Probably. Or a a literal spy. And he just tells his daughter that he works for these movies. That's why he has all these weird gizmos that are actually deadly weapons. Yeah, that that sounds like the plan. I mean, that makes more sense than him having random ass deadly weapons that are disguised as normal objects. A cult sees Amanda and is like, oh, a girl. Usually Rocky gets all the girls, but this time I'm going to go for it. And so Uh she comes with them to Mega Mountain. God, I hated this whole, like, ten minutes because um, the mum is in the returning cast, is she? No, no, none of them are. No. 
she's a sitcom mum. Oh, yeah. Throughout this movie. Oh, yes, she is. Like, not a good one. Like, a very old sitcom mum. It's weird. Anyway, they're at the theme park and the bad guys attack and we see heaps of... Yeah. Uh, <sighs> B-roll of people riding rides. But, like, the bad guys break in to this amusement park. Yep. They, they like, James Bond use jet skis and scuba suits. Yep. I had just one question... Uh, what is it? Why didn't they just fucking buy some goddamn fucking tickets? Because... <laughs> they just walk in the front door. It wouldn't have mattered because they just go walking around afterwards. They're not sneaking. No. They're not sneaking in. They literally just sneak in and then immediately stop being stealthy in any way, shape, or form. Uh... They literally walk out onto the street. Oh, yeah. Oh, they have sunglasses on. Oh, they have sunnies <laughs> and Hawaiian t-shirts. No one will ever tell that all the people with matching sunglasses holding machine guns in Hawaiian <laughs> shirts, they're not after anything suspicious. Are they, uh, Sandro? What could they be doing? This. Oh, my God. I don't know. There's no answers. <laughs> this, this is awful. <laughs> the plan is the worst. There's nothing to say about it. It's just bad. This is really bad. Oh my god. Oh Oh, yeah, and then Rocky's relationships is ruining... Oh, what's it? Oh yeah, Rocky's relationships once again wasting my life. (laughs) Thanks, Rocky. He's he's with this young girl called Jennifer, and Jennifer's friends with, like, the school bullies or something, and they're, like, almost forcing him to go on dangerous rides. Um, I just want to. I just want to bring up how a bunch of these rides that we see in the film mm-hmm. are currently the sort of rides that we have in Melbourne's Luna Park. They're the same rides. The weird spider Man. one. We got that. I used to go on that all the time when I was ten. Hell yeah! Nice. It's almost like see, Luna Park is a bad theme park. Wow! Shots <laughs> fired at Luna Park. <laughs> Yeah, so you can relate to this montage of them going on rides and stuff. Better can. Where we just see kids having fun. Uh, Woo. Okay, so Colt, Tum Tum, and Amanda are watching yeah. Dave Danger's... No, what's his name? Dave Dragon's show. Dave Dragon, yeah. And the show ends and Tum Tum's like, let's just walk backstage and get an autograph. So they do that, but Absolutely. they see that the bad guys have tranquilized Hulk Hogan. Ba-dun. Um, yeah, by the way, uh, what's the bad guy's name? His name in the movie is Luther Zog. What? By the way. I miss this. <laughs> yeah, no, I only found this out at the very end when I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. His, like, characters, because I don't think they ever refer to him by name, ever. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's Luther Zog, which is the best bad guy name. And he was a way better bad guy than the uh, Medusa lady. So he's kind of like the muscle, I guess. He's like the muscle. Yeah, he's he's the second in command, but he's really the star of the bad guys. Because uh, he's very charismatic, and I liked him. Wow. I liked the scenes where he was in there. Except the very last scene where he fights Rocky. Yeah, that was stupid. That kind of sucked. Every scene with Rocky is stupid. I, I, I yeah, think... every scene with Rocky in him. I know that we make fun of Tum Tum a lot, but I think Rocky's the worst of the three. Uh, you're not wrong. Rocky... 
Although Tom Tom isn't really featured much in this movie, it's just no, like really. here's a Tom Tom gag. There you go. And I think like, he says, "Let's murderize them once," and that's about it. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, that was another thing I was going to bring up for at least it's canon. He does say, "Let's murderize them." <laughs> yeah. At one point. Yeah. Which is has to be in Three Ninjas canon. Uh, so Dave Dragon is tranquilized, and uh, the two kids are like, "Oh no." There's bad guys taking over the park. Also, yep. they're all ninjas. <laughs> yep. Uh, thank goodness for that. How convenient. I wasn't doing a drinking game while watching this, but I did kind of skull because I was like, nah. <laughs> it was just like a voluntary <laughs> reaction. I was just like, yeah. they're all ninjas. And I just went, nope, glug, glug, glug. <laughs> How so convenient bad. that one, they're there. Uh, two, that they're all ninjas that they can fight. Wow. Um. So there's a lot of action in this movie. Is it yep. any good? It's, I was going to say better than the other two, but it's okay at best. I feel like yeah. Tum Tum's Kung Fu is terrible, and I hated his scenes because it's very obvious he's not hitting them. Yeah. Like, he's not even... He doesn't have enough reach to even touch them. There's this one scene where he kicks someone, and it's so obvious that it's just like it's just yeah, like a he does a flip, right? It's the one yeah. where he does the flip, yes. And he's so far away from them, <laughs> but the bad guy's like, "Oh, I've been hit." It's so um, bad. Yeah, um, yeah. I I know the scene you're exactly talking about <laughs> because that's what really made me write this down. Yeah, but Hulk Hogan's very good at fake fake fighting. It's mm. almost like he does that for a living. Whoa. Um, whoa. We're going to get a lot of angry emails. No. Uh, it's choreographed. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, it's choreographed. It's not fake. People get, like, really injured in those. Those Definitely. things are, like, painful. It's scripted violence. Exactly. It's, like, being hit by a, by a chair is still being hit by a chair, whether you know it's coming or not. Mm. The boys, they fight off the bad guys and they go and help... Hulk Hogan, uh, I bring this up because I wrote down, lol, Hulk Hogan just said the words Tum Tum in a movie. Yes, oh my god. So they meet, they they revive Hulk Hogan by splashing water on him because that would get rid of the drugs. <laughs> yep, the tranquilizer. Yeah, the tranquilizer. And he wakes up and he's like, who are you guys? And they explain, They they first they introduce themselves, which is mm-hmm. very polite. Yep. On ca- it's canon. It's canon. Everyone's yeah. Uh, they are polite boys that seem to introduce themselves to everybody who's important in every film. Yep. Then he immediately knows Tum Tum's yep. name, like off the bat, he remembers. Yep. I mean, good on him. Sure. And he then refers to Tum Tum and is like, he's he's on a first name basis with them now already, and is like, hold up, Tum Tum, I'll handle this. <laughs> I loved that. I just love that moment because yeah. it's Hulk Hogan. World famous yeah. wrestler. He says the word Tum Tum in a movie. It's so funny. Yeah. He, he does do that. That is a thing. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Uh, they call the police uh, and the FBI and they all kind of like move in to get the terrorists' demands and stuff. There's a quote here from, yeah. I think it's Colt. He says, uh, we better stay out of this one and let the police do their jobs. This isn't one of Grandpa's crazy adventures. And I was just like, out of all of the films, this one has the lowest stakes. Yes. This is not anything like the other adventures, because the other adventures were, 
you kids are up against an army. In this one, you've got the help of the police at least. Oh yeah, it's interesting. No, in the in the first no, that's not the first one. No, it is the first one. In the first one, the police come in at the end though, don't they? Um, but at first they have to fight all the bad guys first. Yeah. And then at the very end, the police come to clean up. Whereas the police are like here within the first twenty minutes of the film. Mm. Oh, where where is it? They call. They get the police by tuning using one of the bad guys' radios and tuning in on the emergency, yep. and then getting Tum Tum to just scream fire into it. <laughs> that that brings the police and the fire engines straight to the park, straight to the park, and then also the FBI. Like immediately once they realize what's going on. Yeah, what? Well, it, it's crazy. It, uh, it's a kid's film. We don't see, but sure, there must be more scenes, surely, than just screaming fire, because, like, where is this fire happening? Why are you screaming fire into the emergency yep. line? What is happening, young child? Are you yep. okay? Yep. I, I guess that we don't want to spend more time in this movie than necessary, but what? Yep. Anyway, the police are there. That's all that matters. The police rock up. Uh, Rocky's with his girlfriend and the two losers. Um, and to get him... To make him realise that the park's been taken over or whatever... Yeah. Uh, his girlfriend loses her handbag. So he goes to the help desk, and at the help desk he sees on the security cameras yeah which he can see by the way behind yeah. the desk somehow yeah it's a good thing because the security cameras are not only placed just where his brothers are running away from some bad guys but they're looking and following yeah his brothers as they pan across this scene so he goes and he goes and he goes and helps his brothers is this where we get the roller coaster fight yes. scene they are getting kind of sick of the police not giving them money so yeah uh, for some reason people are still on a roller coaster and they can't get off so they uh make the roller coaster start up and they pause it right on the loop Whoa. and they threaten to drop all the safety harnesses unless the park owner gives them their money and so the park owner's like Guess I'm going to the bank. There was a there was a scene beforehand where they were like they threatened the police as well, and it's and it's uh they they threatened the police by making the ride go slightly faster. Ooh, I love how they're like um a ride like that going at two times the speed that can result in nausea, can result in loss of consciousness, and probably even death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> So spooky. Because I, I wrote down, oh my god, the ride is so fast. Wow. It doesn't look any fast in the picture. <laughs> they don't even bother to speed up the footage of the ride. It's no, the it's same just a regular speed, ride. Which I guess means that in this universe, the ride is super slow and it's just a bad ride. And so maybe they just made the ride better. We don't even know. The stakes of this movie are really raising high. Anyway. Well, they raise the stakes even higher because uh, the Three Stooges, they kidnap Rocky's girlfriend Whoa. and tie her up to a roller coaster. Whoa. And it's the roller coaster that they got to save the people on, so when they start up the roller coaster, they got to quickly untie the girlfriend. Uh, the lady has to, the girl nerd has to hack into it. Yeah, so to save it, she hacks into it with the most 90s hacking Whoa. I have ever seen. It is incredible. Okay, 
This is where she does the boop 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 hacking and the computer goes, you are hacking into the system. Wow. And like hacked into the system comes onto the screen with a big loading bar to tell you how fast she hacks into the system. And then she <laughs> hacks so into good. the system. She hacks into the system like beep boop beep boop boop. I hacked into the system. And this, the hacking that stops all power, doesn't stop all the power. Because the ride then gently comes to a stop and then releases everyone. So it doesn't stop all the power. It just no, it, ends the ride perfectly. It gently comes to a stop, but it's still fast enough to almost kill Rocky's girlfriend. I think this is just a terrible theme park. I <laughs> I had... I Yeah. Wow. None of this makes any sense. But the yep. answer is that um, the guy who owns the park... The su- super mm. rich guy, he designed it all himself. Absolutely. He designed it, all. He designed it with a crayon. Yep. <laughs> Hulk Hogan gets captured, but then um, everybody's like, man, you're a shitty hero. <laughs> like a kid comes up to him and it's like, wow, oh, yeah, you're so yeah. shit. This is where we're up to. I need to talk about this because he gets captured. So he dresses up as a bunny. He enters the control room, gets beaten yep. up. And then yep. they're just like, oh, I guess we'll just dump him outside in the park where all the people are. We'll just put him there with the rest of the hostages. Yeah. He wakes up. He realizes that everyone thinks he's a phony because a kid is like, why aren't you going to save? Why aren't you being a hero? And he's like, it's complicated. They have guns. I have fists. Which is a fair point. He, yeah. he really shouldn't be fighting them because they could just shoot him. And the kid's response is, Ah, oh, turns out you are a phony. Just like my dad said. Wow. And that gives Hulk Hogan the heart to fight the ninjas. Yeah, if, if you got burned so hard like that, you would also be too like, Yeah, well, I'm going to prove you're a piece of shit, Dad. I'm going to go yeah. freaking be a hero. So he's helping all of the park attendants get to safety. Meanwhile, the bank owner's got the money. He's in a helicopter. He's dropping the money into Mm. the lake. Uh, But Amanda decides to completely mess everything up because the plan is there's trackers in the money. Yes. So the police were going to grab them as soon as they left the park. Absolutely. What Amanda does is she uses her helicopter to cut open the final bag of money... Not literal ha- helicopter, it's a toy helicopter. Just needed to clarify. Just needed to clarify. She runs it into a window at one point. She wrecks the whole plan. Yep. The hero just ruined the day. Yeah, she literally ruins the day. One, all the money is ruined. It goes into a lake. I mean, it's plastic, so they could probably just dry it off. It's fine. But they have to yeah, collect but... it all. And there's hundreds of passes, but, uh, like hostages that are just now swarming and grabbing all this money so it's going to be <laughs> impossible to, to reclaim it all that was so dumb two the tracking idea is completely ruined yep because the money's just gone everywhere so she's she is actively not helping the entire movie i don't think she does a single thing that's helpful for the movie does she she hacks she hacks and saves the people on the roller coaster also, she's doing this hacking and, like, toy helicopter flying, like, three feet away from the bad guys. She's just yes. sitting on the ground with a computer next to where the bad guys are. So as soon as she breaks open the bag of money, the bad guys see her and are like, well, we'll take her hostage. Yep. What was her plan? Uh, <laughs> it's so dumb. It's bad. Anyway, so... So she's captured, and then the the ninjas have to team up with Hulk Hogan to go save her. Yep. Except he gets, like, knocked out immediately. 
so funny. He's oh, I love Hulk Hogan. He's he's great. He fights some ninjas first and he kicks their ass. Yep. He like wrecks them and then the lady comes over and like electrocutes him. And so yep. he uh he gets knocked out. Anyway, they they fight ninjas. This is the fighting scene. This is oh where we get Tum Tum doing a backflip and not hitting a ninja at all, but him seemingly getting hit. There's a scene where one of the other the boys kicks a, one of the bad ninjas into a place where they sit down in a giant screw, and we hear a doing sound or something. Oh, oh my god! Yes, the sound effects. Oh my god, the sound effects for this movie were dreadful. Absolutely garbage. But that's also canon for these movies. It is. They do that in all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they didn't have the sound effects, I'd be disappointed. For some reason, Medusa has a bomb, and she sets the bomb up near where she's, like, holding Amanda, and she actually <laughs> says the line. She says this. She turns to Amanda uh, after setting the bomb, and is like, <laughs> rest in pieces. And it's just the weirdest moment. It's, it's so bad. That's what I said at 12. That's a joke I made at 12 years old, where I was like, ha ha, rest in pieces. Ha ha ha, ha ha ha. I bet the writers, this is how the writers went. Hey, let's put in a funny joke. Yeah, how about rest in pieces? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this wasn't uh, 1998. We never know. They could have come up with that joke. This could be the origin. It's definitely not. No well, one maybe one of the kids came up with a joke while writing the rest of the script. Hey, I think you mean the monkeys. <laughs> yeah, the monkeys. The monkeys on typewriters. Um, so then Medusa turns off the lights. Yeah, she shoots the lights. She doesn't just turn them off. She doesn't, like, go to a switch and go, oh, let's turn off the lights. I mean, she's going to blow the place up, but still, she shoots the lights. She actively shoots the lights. Because, for some reason, they, one, have night goggles. Yep. Which, I guess, makes sense a little. I don't know why they just don't turn them off. I guess so they can't be turned back on, but they could have just cut the lights or something. I don't know. Why did you shoot the lights, lady? Oh, yeah, because that's wasting the bullets. That doesn't work towards my whole plan that they can't afford the bullets because she's using them to shoot lights. And they can afford a bomb to blow up their ship. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. They can afford jet skis and scuba diving equipment. All the the night goggle ninjas, they beat up the kids. And then Rockies... Somehow don't kill them, by the way. Somehow don't kill them. They have swords... And they somehow don't kill kids while the kids can't see in the dark. Very disappointed. I wanted to see one of these kids cocking. <laughs> just a sword blade to just chop a kid up. That would have made a gr- I would have been way on board at that moment. If like one of the tragic things that happened is just one of the kids dies. That would be pretty and then, amazing. And then... The grandpa's like, well, maybe I shouldn't teach these kids. To <laughs> maybe I shouldn't teach kids how to be ninjas and then send them on dangerous missions around the world. Yeah, no. Anyway, one of the one of the kids nearly falls off, but with the power of Superwatch, he survives. Yep. And then they slow mo beat up all the the nightcockle ninjas. And this is the second bit stolen for Star Wars because it's literally just like the Jedi. They Jedi dodge things in the dark while having their eyes closed yeah and it's all in slow motion making this agonizingly long movie even longer than it needed to be so much longer it it was such a long slow-mo fight scene as well it lasted so long 
and as we know, Sandro really likes slow mo, but I'm not I, such a fan. So I um, um, <laughs> it really was a big change going from 80s right to late 90s. Right Ooh, in the peak yeah. of just slow-mo and everything. And I was just like, oh. All the special effects that they just jammed in because they were new. Ugh, it's painful. Anyway, uh, Medusa and her crew are going back to the giant cargo ship that they own for some reason. Yep. And so they grab the bomb and they... <laughs> the three ninjas get the bomb and it's like, we need to disable this bomb. But don't worry, guys. Geeky nerd chick will be finally useful in this godforsaken movie no, she can not. fix this because she's she's an intelligent character that's really good with technology at least she'll be useful in the climax of this movie sandro she doesn't what she does is she's like i don't know what to do <laughs> so bad well here's the thing because don't they need to like plug in her computer or whatever to fix it or the bomb or something? Who knows? Oh yeah, they waste like three minutes plugging the computer into the bomb. Yeah, because she's she can hack the bomb. You see, what the thing is, the power outlet, Sandro, the power outlet. Oh. It's the wrong type of power outlet, oh. Sandro. She can't plug in her computer. Because of the power outlet. Then Colt is like, oh, I guess I'll just pull out one of these prongs and that should yes, do it. And he plugs it in not, and it doesn't that's work. That's not how plugs work. That's not how plugs work, Colt. Because it's a three-pronged into a two-pronged. So he's like, oh, we need a third slot. Here, I'll fix it. And he pulls off the bottom thing to plug it in and it just sorts short circuits like it would. It just short circuits. And like, oh. I'm just sitting here like, this scene... Really just highlight the fact that these are kids. These are yes. just very young, stupid kids who don't know anything. And, just, and dumb. At least make them heroic. At least make them yeah. heroic movie. That's all I'm asking. Anyway, instead of defusing the bomb, they strap it to some canisters to sort of jettison away from them. But then they can't get the, t- the, the like ends off the canisters to make it like jet off. And then Hulk Hogan <laughs> comes up and he... He slaps, slaps the back of it, and it sends it on its way. It sends it on. There's a huge explosion. Yeah, there's a massive explosion. Uh, it ends with uh, the press being like, "Oh, we, like who could have possibly saved it?" And the kids, they let like they let Hulk Hogan take all the credit, and then his show gets re- yep. gets renewed for a sixteenth season, and uh, a news yep. lady also hits on him, and that's <laughs> yep, the end. A news of the lady movie. hits on him. I'm so glad. Um. Wait, no, that's not the end of the movie because it ends with Tum Tum finally eating his birthday cake. <laughs> because, wow, that, those bad guys were a piece of cake, Sandro. Speaking, Speaking of, of cake. cake. <laughs> wow. Woo. What a movie. Uh, this is, in my opinion, the worst Three Ninjas movie, which I know is saying uh, a lot, but I think this is the worst one. Um, I do have to say... This is the worst one, but it went into so bad it's good categories at times. Because um, I was laughing through bits. Mostly Hulk Hogan and, like, Luther Zog. He's played by um, some guy. I can't remember what oh, his Oh, I had his name is. up before. He's, like, a soap actor. His name is yeah. Jim Varney. Yeah, he's actually really good. I quite liked him. Um, right. He was definitely the best actor in this movie by a long shot. I think the dad was the best actor. I really like the dad. Uh, really? Yeah, because he was like, oh, I'm going to save my kids. 
<laughs> oh yeah, you're you're a big fan of like the serious cop guy. My, my favorite really moment. Love this voice. My favorite moment was when he was like, "Oh yeah, let's go let's save the park from terrorists. Yeah, we're gonna save the park." Oh wait, oh my kids are there. All right, now we've definitely got to save the park. Because <laughs> he doesn't take it seriously at all until he finds out his kids are in there. <laughs> And then he's like, yeah. all right, now we got to save it. Well, I mean, would you take it seriously when you heard, like, some weird people have taken over a theme park? Yeah, it's pretty like, bad. Like, he's, he's the head of the FBI, right? Yep. So he's got way more important things to do. I guess so. Anyway, I'm going to give this the Cracked, It's Just Plain Broken Award because I yeah. hated it. <laughs> I really hated it. Now, now, Sandra. What? Sandra, hear me out. Cause, cause my rating system, yeah, my rating system is: Would I recommend this movie to another human being? Don't you to what? Don't. Oh no. And and Sandro, I know that we've we've you know had our differences in the past. We have, but we um, mostly agree on the quality of these three ninja movies. Yeah. Now I'm not saying this is a good movie, but. It is. It does have certain qualities that make it so bad it's good. Uh, and if I was drunk enough, I would watch this. I, I, I want to do a drinking game of this movie. Of this one? Because there's some great drinking just, game things I think you could do. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I just think that the other three films are better. But the movie's way too long, so I'm giving this an order. All right, then. But I'm not giving this a cracked personally that's that's my personal opinion you can give it a cracked well i can't if you don't agree i think i think we should give it a three ninjas out of three ninjas yeah i think this is the worst one i would much rather watch uh kickback the one that we gave the vincent decision award to last year I'd much, i would absolutely not i would much rather watch that again mainly because the acting for the kids is just better oh uh, that's true the kids are really bad in this one like but anyway actively bad i Okay, I think the key with watching this movie was to just tune out whenever the kids started talking, which is what I did. Yeah, I kind of did that as well. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> now, Sandro, we were going to make this one whole episode, but we've already gone for an hour. Yeah, if you want, take a take a break now, because we're moving on to breaking. So just take a break if yeah. you want. Have a break. Here's some, uh, yeah. here's some interlude music for you. Oldie but a goodie will be back in a second. Intermission. If you want to chucked up, go down to the place in the cinema where they have them. Or don't, because you're stuck inside because of the corona. Ha ha ha! Got you. <laughs> Imagine staying a month indoors. It'll drive you insane. Basically, what we're saying is fuck you. <laughs> absolutely thanks for joining us that was Uh, the yeah that's a good interlude uh all right let's get into movie number two of episode number 70 this is breaking the actual film for this week let's talk about breaking so okay breaking has some good history with me because breaking two is called breaking two electric boogaloo which i think it's Came out the same year. Yep, it's an option in like December. Which is crazy that the movies came out like back to back. Although you did say they were recorded back to back. There are different directors, so I think there was maybe like a couple months in between. But yeah, that's bizarre. 
that they were for because like in this movie spoilers for the end of it they say get ready for part two yep so they knew a second one was being made like i thought you meant that they were being recorded back to back but if they're not recorded almost immediately back to back that's a really weird thing to add i think they knew that they were going to do a second one but yeah yeah i guess the second one would have been editing while they were releasing this one so I maybe guess that makes sense. the other thing is though they're released through different companies the two films are released through different yeah, companies which is, which is also super bizarre very weird anyway back back to my original point which was the second one's called breaking to electric boogaloo and i've used that joke so many times because it's such a dumb sequel name yep. electric boogaloo there's a reason it's called that which i'll get into but yeah yeah three ninjas two electric boogaloo yeah. it, it just works anything with a two on the end you just add electric boogaloo exactly uh exactly. you picked this movie out of four options the other three options were alphabet city where a gangster called johnny is given control over his own neighborhood by the mob uh yep. you also had the bounty Mel Gibson, Anthony Hopkins star in a story. It's based off the story of the mutiny on the bounty, where there's a mutiny on a ship called the Bounty, and it's yep. pretty good. Although that, the, yeah, that could have been good. Uh, then you've also got Sixteen Candles, classic coming of age movie uh, about a character who's about to turn sixteen. I might watch it during the week because I've heard a lot of mixed things about it, but it seems to be a film that kind of paved the way for a lot of good films. So I might check it out if I can be bothered. All right, this was released May the fourth. In 1984, uh, it was released under the name Breakdancing in the UK because they thought breaking was too vague. Yeah. It's directed by Joel Silberg. This is probably the only film that he did that uh, is popular. He didn't direct the sequel, but he nice. did do a spin-off in 1985 called Rapping, about rapping. <laughs> so, we've got to watch that at some point. Is it, is it rapping? Yep. Like, rapping without a G. Yes! Oh, I'm down for that. It features Ice-T, who's in this movie, and he plays the rapper, and he's in that film. Oh, yes. And it features Ice-T. Oh, yes. Yep. Absolutely, we have to do that. Uh, This movie is based off a documentary called Breaking and Enterin' from 1983, which tells the story about a hip-hop club called Radiotron in LA. Oh, no wonder it references stealing so much. Uh, there's a bunch of, like, various dancers and rappers and DJs and stuff who all, like, worked at that club that are in this movie, including the guy that plays Turbo. He was in the documentary. He's an actor in Wait, this. Wait, Turbo was... Okay, he was in the documentary, so he's yeah, not he's an actual person. He is an actor. Which aren't people, by the way. No, they're not people. Actors are not real people. Uh, and Ice-T was also in the documentary as the rapper, uh, speaking about Ice-T, he's credited right, in this movie as the guy called Rap Talker. When they're in the club, he does some raps, and they're the most 80s raps you'll ever believe. The flows are just... <laughs> over and over it's... again. I Okay, well, we'll get there anyway. I didn't realise that was Ice-T. That's Ice-T. That really Ice-T? Yep. Yep. Okay, yep. cool. Uh, well, that's the thing is, like, a lot of rap during the 70s and 80s was just that. It wasn't yeah. particularly great. It was just like freestyles and they're talking about the club and the dance and Yeah, I guess he was sort of freestyling, talking about what was happening. Which I mean, if it wasn't a movie where you could script all of those things, yeah. Would be pretty good. If you don't know who who Ice T is, he's a very successful musician. He's also an actor in Law and Order SVU. It's a it's a it's a drink that you can get in Peach 
The other guy uh, from the documentary plays a character called Turbo in this movie. His real name is Michael Chambers, but his dancing name is Boogaloo Shrimp. What? <laughs> That's his dancing name. His name is Boogaloo Shrimp. Is that, is that why it's called Electric Boogaloo? I think so. Oh my god, it's a reference. No way. It's a reference That's to his crazy. Real life dancing That's name. That's amazing. So, um, shrimp boogaloo? <laughs> boogaloo shrimp. Sorry, sorry. I'm I'm reeling. I'm reeling. What? I need to write that down right now. Boogaloo shrimp. He's considered one of Damn. the biggest names in breakdancing during the 80s. He kind of like helped it come out into the public eye. He helped the respect for the scene. Yeah. He's been an actor in The Naked Gun 33 and 3rd. He's in Bill and Ted's Bogus Damn. Journey. And last Damn. year, in 2019, there's a there was a documentary made about him on Amazon Prime that you can watch right now, oh, wow. and it's called Boogaloo Shrimp, and I'm definitely checking it out. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow, that's awesome. Hey, yeah. shout out to that guy, because he was pretty good. Like, he's a good dancer. He's I liked his character. And also, big shout out to him, because half the reviews, the audience reviews, were how much, like, people had crushes on him <laughs> when they were younger. I won't lie. He's a handsome fella. We've got an actress called Lucinda Dickey in this. She's the main character. She plays Kelly Bennett. Her dance name is Special K. <laughs> Now, do you, do you understand fully why she's called Special K? Because that is the best name ever. Besides, obviously, Boogaloo Shrimp. Oh, hang on. There's Special mm-hmm. K product placement in this movie. Did they pay yes. for this? I don't know. But that is the best white girl street name I've ever heard. Honestly. Yeah. Because it obviously it's a reference to Special K, the cornflakes, yep. which is the whitest cereal. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, she's done a lot of stage dancing. She's also in Grease 2, and she okay. made her debut in horror films during the late 80s with a film called Cheerleader Camp, and then she never did another horror film. <laughs> yep. Sounds about right. And finally, playing Ozone is Aldofo Quinones. His real life dance name is Shabadoo. <laughs> um, that's great. Oh my god! I love it. Their ones were so much better than the like Turbo and Ozone. That's where, <laughs> what it Shabadoo. What is it? Shabadoo and Boogaloo Shrimp should have been their real names in the movie. That's so much better. You got Boogaloo and Shabadoo. That's amazing. That's Why didn't they? Use, I guess it was in the documentary, but still. That's so much better. Oh my god, yep. I'm using these. I'm absolutely <laughs> using these names. <laughs> They're so time. good. They're incredible. That's amazing. That's actually fantastic. The guy, yeah, Shabadoo's done a bunch of choreographing for very famous people like Madonna and yeah. other famous pop stars. He's good. This has got 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience score is 72%. Yeah, which is a huge difference. And that's also based off like 10,000 reviews. So. Yeah, a lot of people have watched this, and a lot of people like this, and the reviewers don't. It's, a, well, I mean... It's interesting. It's really interesting. I'm very much on the fence about this, uh, and we'll get to it, but I don't know who I agree with. To be honest, uh, this is usual. Usually, like, the audience enjoys it a bit more than critics, because critics are corporate shills. 
No. Oi. They don't Rude. they don't know anything. They're big dumb dumbs. They're stupid. I tell you, this is the personal attack on me. Yes, correct. Um <laughs> Although I'm more of a comic book reviewer at the moment during self yeah, isolation. You're, you're so, a comic you know. book shill. You're shilling for them. DC DC comics. It's a cult favourite. There was a Blu-ray release a couple of years ago. This film's really? out on Blu-ray. Wow. <laughs> I think it's the only film, the only like cult film that we've done this year that has gotten a Blu-ray release. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. yeah. No, that's that's actually really crazy. It cost one point two million dollars. What do you think it made? Please make lots of money. Please make like twenty mil. Please more than that. More, yes, yes. Okay, this movie did well. Thank God. A hundred fifty. No, definitely. It's the eighties. Definitely less than that. Less than that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah, just double your original. Yeah. Look, look. I was hoping. I was hoping. All right, eighty. <laughs> Uh, no, it made just under 40. 40, okay. Which is still wow, really that's good. really good. Yeah, no, no, that's still really good. Let's get into it. I love the music all throughout this. It's incredible. I love it. It's such like a flashback to like old school, like hip hop, a disco. There's a little bit of pop in there. I think there's like a remix of a Michael Jackson song at some point. It's good stuff. Mm. It's also got red font. Oh, yeah. So the font and the music. I love the music. The music's fantastic throughout this movie. Like... This really made me maybe remember that other movie we did that I that is not Flashdance Murder but is Footloose. Remember Flashdance but Murder? Oh, you are talking about Flashdance. But I murder. am talking about Flashdance but Murder. <laughs> yes. Um, that was fun. I still. I, yeah. Oh God! <laughs> this really emphasized how bad the music was in Flashdance oh, Murder. 100% it does. This movie is carried by its hippity-hoppity, clippity-clappity music, and I was grooving from the start. It was really good music, and it just showed how bad Flashdance but Murder was. Yeah. Anyway, the font is the font is dumb, though, because it has... It's all graffiti, yeah. It's weird spray paint, but it's just a regular paint font. Yep. That they're pretending is spray paint, but it's just a paint font. Then they come up with the title screen, and that actually has like a spray paint font. Yep. That looks like it could be spray painted, and then they move it back to the more sp- just random paint font. Uh, they ran out of money. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I liked the grooviness, though. I was down. I was a big fan. I was um, grooving from the start. Oh, absolutely. The acting is awful, but oh. the grooving is phenomenal. For both of these movies, their confined plot made me lose the plot. The thing is, though, with this film, the plot of this movie is the same as the plot of every single dance movie. Absolutely. But I liked it because it meant that I didn't have to follow what was going on. I could just groove. I could just get in the groove. Uh, it, the plot, for once, in the movies, isn't really the most important thing here. Um, mm. And that's okay. The plot was very basic. It was like, hey, we're following this girl and her trials and tribulations trying to do dancing. That's it. Yep. That's the movie. We follow that. We can just zone out of the plot. It's there. It's it's in the background. What's in the foreground is the dancing and the good music. Now, that could have been good for Flashdance but Murder. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to keep going, but back to that. Except the music was so bad in that other movie... It, it actually made me feel physically sick. And the music in this one, instantly I started, like, grooving. Oh, 100%. And that's what really made this movie stand out to me. And I was I was like, thank God. 
so the film starts. We're introduced to Kelly. She is working at a uh, at a cafe, and a friend comes in, <laughs> yeah. and a friend is like, "You." should get back into dancing. I know you're doing dancing classes yep. with this creepy teacher, but how about you give this agent a call and he'll hook you up with some auditions for like a stage show. You can get yep. on Broadway. And she's like, yep. Oh, awesome. I'm going to do that. This lady never shows up ever again. Not she's important, weird. even though they're like best friends. Uh, but she works at this diner. The manager there is a, is a great character. I love the manager. The manager feels like he's straight out of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Absolutely. Because he's just yelling constantly. Yeah, he just yells constantly, which is great. I love him. I loved his character. Moving on. He was so good. Uh, we go to the dance class. The music mm. playing is peak 80s synth pop. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. This one scene would have been better than the entirety of Flashdance Murder. It's so good. It's so good. It's nice. I liked it. I enjoyed the dancing. I enjoyed the music. It's good dancing, especially from Kelly, because she combines breakdancing slash street dancing with also, like, some more traditional dancing methods. Like, she combines it with jazz and, and like, ballet. It's good yes. stuff. It, like, it looks really good. It's like she's popping and locking, but also doing pirouettes. Yeah, she doesn't say pop and lock so much in this scene, I don't think. Not in this scene, no. Like, there's a little yeah. bit. And the teacher's actually talking during this, which made me happy because in the other movie, uh, there was this scene, but it was just silent dance. Well, it wasn't silence. There was the music. It was music and dancing without the teacher saying anything. I wish it was silent. Um... <laughs> Oh my god, that scene without music would be just the weirdest. <laughs> um, but the teacher's actually making comments, and it's like, all right, keep it up, do this, 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 that, you know. Mm. You know, teaching, which is at least a thing, even though the teacher's, you know, a creepy bastard, at least he's doing his job. He's like, hey, Kelly, you want to come and do some private lessons? And she's like, oh, go away. Hey, you want to do some private lessons? I can really teach you. I know what you need. <laughs> I'm the best dancer, so I can give you the best results, if you know what I'm saying. I'll tell you what. I actually appreciated the fact that this is the first movie where we've got a Ooh. creepy dude hitting on someone, and she's like, no, go away. Yeah. This is the first film. She goes outside, she meets her friend Adam, and her friend Adam's like, hey, I need a lift. Let's go meet some friends. So they go down to the beach. The dialogue is so greatly read off the script. It was really good. It's terrible, and I loved it. They're all <laughs> it awful actors. None oh, of them yeah. can act. Especially her. Yeah, she's especially bad at acting. I think it maybe her diction's not great. Like, when she gets angry, she's pretty good. When she's dance acting, she's good. It's just whenever she talks, it's like... Yeah, I mean, they're hired for the dance moves, not their acting skills. Yeah. Which is fine, because the plot's secondary. I liked the bad acting, because it just made it so cheesy. It, it's very cheesy. I, I also liked it a lot. Um, but it shows why the critics were like, Oh, this movie's plot sucks. Blah, 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 blah. Nah. I think this film's gotten better with age. I think whenever th this film came out, I probably would have hated it if I was Elijah in the 80s and saw this. Yeah, well, your heart is made of coal, and you just go, bah, 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 bah. I hate good stuff. I hate enjoyment. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, there's like a circle of people on this beach and they're all breakdancing. She's introduced mm. to Ozone and Turbo, oh, and then Ozone and Turbo's rivals come into the group. 
And they're like, oh, not these rivals. We've got to get out of here. Uh, this was definitely the worst bit of the plot. Nah, I love the rivals. I hated the rivals. What? What do you mean? <laughs> they're so bad. They are the, one, the worst actors in the film, which is impressive. Oh, you, you bet they are. <laughs> they are so bad. And two, they don't have any reason for being the bad guys of their film. They're just like the kind of jerks that dance a bunch. And for some reason, they're taken very seriously by the other dancers. Like, why? They well, don't have any seems... plot behind them. They're just dancers. That happens a lot. Yeah, but, like, I, I, I get that, Sandro, but they have literally, like, no oomph behind their talk. Like, they're like, oh, we're the best dancer, blah, 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 blah. But, like, they dance for, like, two minutes, and it's like, uh, uh. Nah, I liked it. I was a fan. They're probably the worst dancers in the movie. Yeah, they're, they're... exactly. That's my point. <laughs> They're the worst dancers as well. They're not even good. I really liked um, how cool they were trying to be. Like, it just yeah. felt, it felt so awkward. And I really, I just enjoyed how bad they were. Yeah, they were really bad. I guess that's They're bad. definitely the worst part of the film, but, you know. They're funny bad. They're definitely funny bad, but, um... We yeah. get a quote from Ozone as he's, like, watching Kelly walks away. Walk oh, yes. He's like, oh, man, I should have gotten her number. Look at that. Mm. <laughs> yes, Oh, which is definitely contradictory to what Adam said earlier, which is like, yeah, they're not interested in your body or uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. or your dance or your dancing. They're just you just got to be careful with uh, your like handbag or whatever. Yeah, which was a really like oof. It was a different time. Ozone and Turbo then show up to her dance class the following day, yep. and uh, they start a cool breakdancing circle. But the <laughs> dance teacher walks in and he's like. Oh, I don't like this unchoreographed amateur dancing. I mean, it is funny, though, because Turbo just literally jumps into their dance routine and then, like, half pops and locks, half copies their dance routine as they're dancing. And they're just yeah. like, instead of going, who the hell is this weirdo trying to dance in here? They're all like, oh, yeah, this guy's just randomly breakdancing. Let's just, just randomly break Let's dancing. just start clapping and going along with them. Also, where'd the music come from? Because hmm? they don't dance to hip-hop, yet hip-hop starts playing. Yeah, uh, it just so happens that there's a, a breakdance bit where they switch to breakdancing. Oh, halfway through a song. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It just, it just so happens that they had that in the middle of their song, and they were about to start breakdancing, which is when they noticed this guy already breakdancing, which is exactly why they stopped to start clapping this guy on, because he was clearly the best breakdancer there. It's definitely how it went, and I'm not making this up as I go along. Yeah. Anyway. Well, the thing is, that makes more sense to when that scene. However, there's a bunch of other scenes where hip-hop just starts playing that doesn't make sense. We'll get I to it. I don't But care. it makes sense in this scene. Anyway. The teacher rocks up and is like, you've all got to leave. Oh, you're disrupting class. Get out of here. Which makes sense. They are disrupting class. We get a good quote here from Turbo where he's like, fine, we'll leave, but you owe me $7, man. And the teacher is like, hey, for what? For teaching you how to dance. Sucker. Sucker. <laughs> Sucker. That's a good line. Yeah, got him. Oh. That, was, that was a good burn. 
Um, now Kelly, I think she feels bad for having these guys disrupt the class, so she stays after class to kind of help the teacher out a bit. Because the teacher's being creepy before about staying after class, but now, this time, she'll she'll stay after class. She's fine with it, because it's in the script, that's why she's fine with it, because they wrote this thing in. Um, and then, like, he's like, I want to show you this new, uh, dance I'm currently choreographing for this upcoming competition, like, Broadway show that I'm going to go for. Let me show you. He starts the dance. He is so good. Yeah, he's really good. The actor is phenomenal at dancing. Like, I, I was kind of blown away because I think he-, yeah. he might be the best actor in the movie. The thing is, we don't know because he plays a very generic villain. Yeah, he's a very generic villain. It's not, it's not a hard role to play. You're just a bad guy who's kind of a creep. Yeah. So he's just sort of angry and mean about a lot of things at the time, and then very creepy towards her, because he tries to be nice to get some of that special K. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah. So they start dancing to getting hot and steamy. We got a pretty good quote Ooh. here where he's like, caress me with passion. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> she just touches his face. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was weird. And then, because, uh, you know, it's an 80s film, uh, he tries to kiss her. And she's like, no, I'm out of here. We then cut to Turbo and Ozone. They're working at a corner shop. And uh, and Turbo, he's got to clean up. He's got a broom outside. So he starts this song that aggressively samples, ugh. Like, (laughs) that's the beat, is ugh. Oh my god, the start of this song is just that, though. So it's just this weird sound in the background, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's so good. I love the, the song is actually yeah. really solid when it kicks It's off really there. good when it starts going, but at first it's so weird. Also, I love the scene where he's, like, pretending to be a show host award for no reason. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's really funny. He's yeah, really good it's at great. This. Um, um, So he g- goes outside and starts, like, breakdancing with the broom. It's, yeah. it's, it's great. It's, it's really, really good. good. And I love the effect they did with, like, the broom magic where he's, like, hovering the uh, broom in his hand. Mm. That was very good. I liked it. Ooh, um, ooh, great, ooh. great dancing scene. It's good. Um, but then, da, da, but... Da, the two rivals rock up and they're like, what are you doing dancing? <laughs> you losers when you're dancing. Whoa, you guys suck. Wow, you want to fight us in a dancing competition? Wow, yeah. I bet you won't even come there. I bet you'd shake it. Just turn into the room. I wrote down, ew, these bad guys suck. They're pretty. This is where I realized I hated these bad guys. They're pretty terrible, but I loved it. I'm going to quote here from them where uh, I think mm-hmm. it's before the chicken part. They're like, you two are looking at the piranha. We'll eat you up and spit out the pieces we don't like. (laughs) It's such a bad line. Oh my god, it's so bad. Anyway, in the meantime, (laughs) Kelly uh, has gotten in touch with the agent uh, and goes to visit him. We know that he's a talent agent because he's got a poster for West Side Story in his office. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. He's such a great agent. Um... What's the actor? Who's the actor? I don't know. The character's name is James, uh, but I, I'm not sure who the actor is. He's good. He's I also need to look up good. the actor because I know, I know the actor from something. Oh, his name is Christopher McDonald. Oh, he's from Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. He's in Thelma and Louise. 
Requiem for a Dream, The Iron Giant. Oh, he was Iron in Ben Giant. 10. He was in the Ben 10 uh, live-action movie from 2010. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's in so many things. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. No wonder I recognize him. He's just in, like, so many different mm. things. Anyway. Um, so he gets her a bunch of auditions. We get a really cool, like, one shot of her just just going for it, just dancing like crazy. Mm. It's really good. But the uh, talent people who are looking for the auditions are like, nope, you need to be blonde. And so she comes back with a blonde wig and also doesn't get it. Yes. And then she doesn't doesn't get the uh, doesn't get the part either. Yeah. Wah-wah. So she goes to the club on the Friday night to go and see the dance battle. Mm. And there's the rapper. It's Ice T. He's rapping away. We've got a DJ scratching away. Some cool beats. The beats are really good. During these sequences, they're really weird and almost like Daft Punky. Uh, the dance-off's pretty good. Ozone and yeah. Turbo are dancing yeah. away, but the rivals, at the last minute, they get a third female member. Oh, I love this. I wrote down, ooh, wow, the bad guys have a girl. Ooh. Wonder what's I wonder what will, <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen for the next part of the plot. Because there's a lead female character and she's not dancing here. I wonder what the plot's going to do. It's not happen. completely the most obvious thing in the world. Did you like the dance move, uh, which was Turbo and Ozone running up to the two guys screaming and then stopping just before they hit them? Yeah, well, <laughs> the dance-offs were a little weird, I'm not going to lie. Ozone and uh, Turbo just kind of get in the other dude's faces. I think that's, that's half what... their routine. Well, that's what, like, I I never yes. really did any dance battles when we were dancing, but I saw a couple, and they're pretty much just this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, they yeah. do, but, like... That that move in particular is just them jumping in their face and going, ah. Which... Yeah, I think it was like more for the movie, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I also want to know if they were choreographed because they don't feel they feel very freestyled. The, the yeah, the dance which is battles. cool. I like it. Yeah. Um, speaking of rap, did you get some rap quotes? I didn't. Um, but I heard some, and I was like, wow, this uh, this rapping um, it's not great. It's just a lot of like um. And this is how you dance. This is how yeah, you dance. Yeah, it's observational rapping. He's rapping about what's happening on the dance floor. Yes, he's Well, that's what it was. Like, that's what it was at that, at that time anyway. So, I guarantee you he was actually rapping. Like, he was freestyling. It wasn't scripted or anything. But I wish they had just done a scripted rap. Okay. Uh, because I look, I I'm not a big fan of rap in particular. Like, it's not one of my favorites. Just because uh, following rapid fire lyrics isn't one of my fortes. But <laughs> I didn't really like this one to begin with. Like, I like certain raps. This one, I didn't. Yeah. I just wasn't a fan. I appreciated it because it was realistic to what it would have been like at the oh, time. Yeah, it was very realistic. However. It's not something that I'd get the soundtrack to listen to this song for. Yeah, absolutely. You know what not. I mean? Although I might for the beats, because the beats were awesome. That's fair. I do appreciate its authenticity. It's very authentic. Mm. So, I guess they were going for authenticity rather than good. Ha! They lose the fight and Ozone's real angry, but Kelly's like, Hey, you should, uh, you should let me join the crew. Mmm. And because Ozone wants to get some of that special K, he's like, eh, sure. Um, I hope that that story arc is concluded in the second one, because that doesn't happen. I really, so. I really, well, it almost does, but not almost. quite. Uh, we re- um, yeah, we really need a payoff. I really just want a, a scene where he's just eating cereal. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like a euphemism. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It just goes yeah. it just goes down on a bowl of cereal. So so Kelly is like, I'll join the crew and so we get a training montage of her breakdancing <laughs> training. Yeah, and right. it's really good. It's really good. I liked it. because uh, she first starts she starts a bit more dancey, but slowly mm. gets a bit more pop and locky. You know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, every yeah. now and then we cuts a cupcake and he's like, ugh, like like making bad faces. But then by the end of it, he's clapping along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because it's like, oh, it's so bad. Wow, she's really bad. But at the end, she's like, he's like, oh, it's really good. Even though mm. it, it's kind of just getting more pop and locky rather than dancey ish. Yep. Sort um, of. did you like the scene where they go to a white dude country club and then they <laughs> they fight with a bunch of cowboys? <laughs> No, well, no, they don't fight. They just happen to start a fight. It's so dumb. So they go, they celebrate their uh, successful dance training by going to this random restaurant club thing. Um, But there's a bunch of hicks, some hillbillies, that are yeah. like, Yeehaw, I don't like you. I don't like your stupid dance we moves. We <laughs> kindly to your kind here. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. How about you come dance for me? Here's a nickel. And he throws a nickel at them. Turbo spills a drink on one. Oh, yeah. So that guy comes up and, like, swings a punch at Turbo. But because Turbo's got those swift moves, he dodges out of the way. And the guy accidentally punches another guy. Who then punches him back. And they start a hillbilly fight. I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed because at the start, Turbo starts breakdancing to, like, country rock music. And I was hoping that the whole scene would be breakdancing to country rock. I would have really loved a, like, fight scene, but it's just Turbo breakdancing and they can't hit him to hillbilly, like, rock and roll. That would have been cool. But instead, we just have Hicks punching each other, which was still good. I still liked it. But yeah. That's what this movie needed. Yeah, That's what this movie needed. Just random Hicks punching each other. It's good stuff. Her agent doesn't like the idea of breakdancing, but she's so passionate about it. She's like, come and see the dance battle that I'm going to do. And he's like, all right, fine. So he goes, he wears a suit and goes down to the old dance club. Mm. Uh, There's a battle. Uh, The battle's really good. Ozone does like a really cool like dance solo where he's like jumping up and down and doing all mm. sorts of crazy stuff. Then Kelly comes in, she's awesome. Uh, they win, they win the dance, yep. and James is like, oh, "I'm a big fan of this. I really like this. You guys are going on Broadway." It, it's great because he's like, "Oh, I'm not sure about all this breakdance and stuff," but once he sees it, he's like, "Damn, they're really good." Exactly, so he's down. But, however, after the dancing's finished, James is like, hey, let's go have some dinner or something. And she's like, okay. So she goes with James instead of Ozone. And Ozone's like, man, I wanted to get some of that special K, but now he's getting some of that special K. How will I get my vitamin D? Yeah, he's like, oh, I wanted to have some special K. And I did get a little bit of special K, but he's getting special K with milk and I'm jealous. That's a weird euphemism that I don't want to think about too much. Anyway, he gets mad, and so then the next morning she shows up, and she's like, hey, we're going to go on Broadway. And he's like, I don't give a crap. They don't give a crap about me. I got here on my own two feet. I don't need any help. If they wanted to come see me dance, maybe they should come come to the slums. Or are they afraid? Maybe they, they're afraid of being raped or mugged. 
That's a quote. Maybe they're afraid. It was a different time. Yeah, it was a different time. Yeah. We cut to a couple of days later. We see a scene of Turbo teaching some kids, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. I was like, hey, it's it's uh, like a parody, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but Kelly is looking for Ozone. She sees him brooding mm. by a beach. She goes to talk t- to him. We get a pretty amazing quote where he's like, you know what your problem is, Kelly? Your problem is you, which I thought was funny because he's a terrible actor. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's talking about, like, uh, all your friends are fake. And so are you. <laughs> You're yeah. fake. Come and see some real dancing. So they go yeah. to a, another breakdancing circle. There's this kid on crutches. He's incredible. Oh, yeah. The, the guy on crutches was great. And it's just for this one scene that this guy on crutches is in. And it's just like, oh, okay. Mm. Cool. He does, like, a... He does like the helicopter with his paralyzed legs. It's so. It's, yeah, yeah. It looks amazing. No, but then he's like handstanding with his crutches while breakdancing, which is yeah. insane. It's really cool. He's really good. So props to him. Poor choice of words, but anyway. <laughs> nice. And then Ozone is like, all right, let's go and do this audition. So uh, there's a bit of a montage of them training up for the audition. <laughs> While James is making very serious phone calls and looking very seriously at phones while he's talking. Oh, yeah, because he's trying to get them connections, like trying to, but no one wants to give them a go. So they just show up anyway. Also, Ozone is wearing a singlet with the logo of the movie on it. Oh, yeah, which I thought was like, wait, so, wait, that opens so many cans of worms. Because, wait, does this movie exist... In their world? I don't know. Is it different actors? Wait, or is it the movie of the documentary? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway. Anyway. It doesn't matter. They all get matching jackets and they and uh, and James is like, um, I couldn't get you an audition, but how about you don't say that you're a breakdancing true and just go to an audition wearing suits and top hats Hell yeah. and surprise them. Yeah, get them. So they go and do that. Which is fine. I mean, I don't know why they didn't just do that to begin with. Because they needed the montage of him looking at phones. <laughs> it's a good montage. Absolutely. <laughs> He's just staring at phones. I guess you want to make a good impression by, you know, calling up beforehand or something, something. I don't know. He has connections, something, something. He's got so many connections. I don't know. Just believe. show up to the things. I don't know why you're dressing in suits. Yep. I don't know why that matters so much. So they can tear the arms off it when they start dancing. I mean, yeah, cool. that's cool. I like that. But you didn't need the top hats for that. And no. you didn't need the jackets of the suit for that. No. I don't know. It's weird. It makes, it looks cool though. So yep. fair. Uh, the dance teacher is there and he sees they're there and he's like, oh no, you guys aren't getting in, getting an audition because he has some sort of a deal with the uh, with the judges or whatever, I don't know. I mean, he is a good dancer, we do know this for a He fact. is a very good dancer. Um, so he somehow ruins their opportunity, but Ozone is having none of it and he goes on and he dances anyway. Somehow hip-hop music starts playing. Out of nowhere, did they plug in their yep. phone? Oh wait, it's the eighties. Music just starts playing when you dance in the eighties. Didn't you know that, Sandra? <laughs> that's actually a thing that that's actually a thing that happens. If you just start dancing back in the day, music would automatically start playing. Mm. Um, but they they removed it somewhere through the nineties when um, probably the depression happened. The depression. No, you know what happened? It was uh, it was one mm. G. One G came along. It cancelled out all oh, the, all yeah. the music. The and place. the 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 waves stopped music ridiculous and people forgot 
people forgot the fact that when you just started dancing, randomly music would start playing. Anyway, they um, anyway. they do a dance. It's pretty good. All the judges are like, yeah, I like this. Yeah, the judges are like, get off the stage, whatever. But then they start grooving. And start then they're like, grooving. wow, this is the best. I love this. And then we cut Fantastic. to the opening night of a show called Street Jazz. It's a stage show starring mm. Turbo Ozone Special K. And it's the most 80s breakdancing uh, stage show you can possibly imagine. Oh, yeah. It's it's amazing. Because they're in, like, full Broadway sort of costumes. But then it's just breakdancing in a spotlight. It's, yeah. It's, but it's super jazzed up and it's amazing. I will say, I found it a little bit annoying that there wasn't, like, an audience in this scene. Yeah. There's not, no, like, an audience, really like, weird. cheering along, which I thought could have been... Unless they're rehearsing. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know. Anyway, it ends with a freeze frame of the main three jumping up. Yep, of course. Doing a bit of a kick, I guess. Yeah, of course they do a freeze frame to end it. But that isn't actually how it ends, because uh, then the credits start to roll. Ice-T's rapping over it, and it ends with the bar. This story's through, but wait till part two. Yeah, so it immediately goes off and says, wait for part two. So obviously they knew the movie was coming out, like the next movie was coming out the same year. Yeah. So they must have planned yeah. it or something. It's 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 a bit weird. It's, uh, it's bit well weird. we'll see the breakdancers in Avengers part 2. Yeah. I I mean I can't wait. Special K will return in Avengers Endgame. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh I'm definitely rating this a goodie. I'm giving it a goodie absolutely. as well. It's a lot of yeah. fun. It's not good. The acting's awful. Uh Oh no. The plot, the plot and acting are atrocious, <laughs> but the rest of the movie was great. So Uh th- th- this is the part of the show where we pitch sequels. First of all, of course Breaking has a sequel. We talked about it, Electric Boogaloo and also uh the film called Rappin. There's been talk that they're going to make a third one in the franchise, mm. uh but Ooh. nothing's come. Yeah, so I don't think that'll ever happen. Nah. Yeah. They're all in their 50s <clears throat> now, which would be awesome to see them breakdance in the 50s. Oh yeah, that would be that would be cool, but good like Probably not popping and locking so much as their joints are popping exactly. and locking. <laughs> it's like, oh, I popped and locked my elbow out. Oh dear, someone click that back in. Oh boy. <laughs> Let's talk about our own sequels. Uh, but we're not just going to be pitching sequels to Breaking, are we? No, because we've done two movies and I'm not sure if you're going to split these into two parts and release two parts of this episode. Like, do two Nah, parts. it'll just be one long episode that people can pause when they want. Uh, then I guess we're going to do both the sequels at the same time. Where we have to mesh both the sequel. It's a crossover episode, everybody. Where we've got Heck three yeah. ninjas and Breakin' in the same movie. Sandro, do you have an idea? I do very much have an idea. My idea. Okay, we'll go ahead. It's opening night of their show, mm. uh, Street Jazz, oh, no. whatever it's called. It's opening night, and what happens is they get a very bad review. And we know that Ooh. Ozone doesn't like criticism. So no. as soon as he reads this bad review, he's like, screw it, I'm leaving the troop. Oh, and he damn. leaves and goes off in his own. Uh, and and as he's walking the street on his way home, he gets kidnapped. <gasps> Not Ozone. He's one of the three characters we care about. He gets kidnapped by uh, a friend of Grandpa. Ah, uh, yes. And of Grandpa's course. like, how, do, how does how does this friend know Grandpa? Grandpa used to be not only a ninja yes. but also a break dancer. Oh, oh, snap! I didn't see that one coming. Insane. 
All right, there we go. Grandpa was a breakdancer, and there was this one breakdancing battle that he did in the 40s. Oh, yeah, when he used to dance, you know, <laughs> on the side. Yeah. yeah, he used to dance in the 40s when they, when they breakdanced oh, in yeah. the 40s, which is something they definitely did. So he was breakdancing in the 40s when he was a kid, yep. and uh, and he beat this other kid yes. in the battle, and the kid has always had something out for Grandpa. Yep. So he kidnaps this breakdancer, and it's like, hey, Grandpa... I got this breakdancer. So Ozone knows uh, the location of a secret ancient relic. <laughs> For some reason. A breakdancing one. It's like his family heirloom or something. Yeah, his family heirloom is one that, like, uh, he's a protector of it because it improves your dancing to the extreme. Yeah. It's like a, it's a, like a dancing relic. Heck yeah. And so to beat Grandpa in breakdancing... This guy, the, the friend of Grandpa, needs to get this relic. Um, but the relic also makes you a super good ninja as well, because it gives you these moves that people can't touch you. Yep. So it's a double a double whammy. Double whammy. So Grandpa learns of this and is like, oh, we need to stop them. So he gets, he enlists the three ninjas, uh, and mm. they go about their way. But the thing is, they go up against the bad guy, mm. and the bad guy's got a team of ninjas, and they fail. Yeah, because the ninjas pull out breakdance moves, which yeah. the kids aren't used to. The kids aren't familiar. So yeah. what the kids do is they go and see the hottest new breakdancing show in town, yeah. and they uh, team up with Special K and Turbo, and they they do some dancing montages. Because you know what happens? They rock up to the show, but the show's not on. The show's been cancelled. Yeah. <gasps> What's happened? Like, What's going so on? They, so they go backstage. As we know that they have the powers to do, no matter what. They can go backstage anywhere. Absolutely. It's canon. Um, so they talk to them and they're like, oh yeah, uh, our third in our duo, Ozone, he's gone missing. So we can't do our show. And they're like, mm-hmm. we know where Ozone is. And if you help us train as breakdancing ninjas... We're gonna go and save him, and they're like, "Yeah!" So there's a montage of them being taught to break dance, and the others being torches to kung fu. Some character things for the ninjas. There is a uh, mm. there's a pretty sick dancing mm. uh, girl for Rocky. Oh yeah. So so oh my god so while they're practicing they they also have to do like a show or something yeah to like finish their their act for the season so they get the kids on and so they dance on stage for their like final bit of training and there's a there's a hot girl in the audience and she's falling for Rocky and Rocky's like oh yeah give me some of that special K Oh, speaking of speaking of special K, uh, as yep. soon as Tum Tum hears that her that her name is Special oh, K, no. he's like, mm, "I want to eat Special K." So he spends like a couple of minutes just eating Special K because <laughs> it's still a product placement in this film. It's still product placement. Nice, 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 nice. Also, Hulk Hogan is in it uh, because uh, can he can he be the lead villain? Can he be the the guy who lost to dancing? Turns out him getting his 16th season uh, was the the breaking point. He became a villain and suddenly remembered his tragic backstory about dancing in the 40s. Yeah. They go to the bad guys, they get Ozone together, and then um, Ozone already knows Kung Fu for some reason. Of course he does. And then they go, uh, they have a breakdance fight with ninjas. Mm-hmm. And then, but while they're doing that, they have to fight off uh, the bad guys. There's three breakdancing bad guys 
But they're a great. bit of clumsy idiots. They're a bit clumsy, and they're always like, Wow, we're cool dancing radical dudes. Yeah, we're cool dancing radical dudes. You can't beat our moves. Whoa. <laughs> also, Ice-T is in it. Ice-T is in this one as well. And he just, he's also a villain. He's an evil rapper that they got to defeat. He's the, he's the second in command. Uh, the film anyway. is called Three Ninjas Break Loose or something. Break in loose. Three Ninjas Breaking Loose. Hell yeah. It gets a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes and it's absolutely awful. <laughs> that, you know what? I'm proud of us. That was a great movie All that right. I totally latched onto your idea because it was way better than what I came up with. It was a fun idea. I liked it. We came up with a movie. Yeah. Now it's time to do some uh, Raven reviews. However, there's another twist for this week. Boom! Because we've done two movies and practically reviewed both of them, why don't we just do the... Raven reviews. Amazing. That's right. It's our hip and new funky tune to our raving reviews. Don't say hip. And this week, instead of doing one movie at a time, we're doing two. So I'm going to read reviews off, as usual, from Rotten Tomatoes, audience reviews, because corporate shills, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But I'm going to read a review, and I'm not going to tell which movie it's from. So not only will you have to guess the score, which is 0.5 out of 5. Yep. That's between that. But you'll also have to guess the movie it's from. Now, some of them will be obvious, because they reference the movie. Mm -hmm. But some of them won't be. Right. Let's do it. I'll keep score. Okay, John says, a favorite for me when I was younger, but now it survives purely on nostalgia. 67 out of 100. All right, 67 out of 100 means that it is three and a half out of five. And I'm guessing this is a review for Breaking. Uh, it is not. It's what? three ninjas. Whoa. Yeah, survives crazy. on nostalgia. And it's actually a three out of five. Oh, boom! Damn. I found a review that did its math poorly. Boom! Or you did its math poorly. Either way, you're wrong. That is a. Hey, if I guess the rating right and the movie right, is that two points or is that one point? It's it's a point each for each individual cool. one. All right, cool. Let's do it. Cool. cool so cool. you get zero points either way. Yeah, with that with um, that one definitely. <laughs> Jason says this movie is for '90s kids. Everyone else exit stage left. Well, because uh, only one of these films came out in the 90s. That was a review for Three Ninjas. And it's two out of five. It is 2.5. So you were very close. But yes, it is for Three Ninjas. I thought the everyone else exit stage left would have got you. But that's just purely ironic. Because I got these, by the way, audience, I got these reviews before we decided on this. Yeah. So it's very funny that I got an exit stage left it's very good i like uh, it a lot. for this one so there you go jason uh then we got <clears throat> question mark 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 m symbol hashtag three nine colon question mark question what? mark space question mark question mark question mark space question mark question mark question mark question mark space question mark question mark question mark space question mark question mark question mark space Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. That's the username. What? No. Here's the review. Turbo is my fave character. He was so cute, even though he's old now. He was fine as hell. 
And so was wow. Ozone. Well, uh, five out of five, and it's breaking. <laughs> yeah, that's a five out of five. So that's two points for you. Yeah. And I don't know if you could tell, but there was no S's in that entire sentence. <laughs> um, Guess we know that person's a gamer and always walks backwards. Absolutely. Then we had uh, Alexander that said almost dot 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 almost dot 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 uh oh wait that's it that's it that's the review uh, good luck guessing this one it's a uh fuck you out of five uh, the <laughs> movie uh the movie is uh three ninjas breaking loose <laughs> nope it's breaking <laughs> and it's a three out of five what not a f- yes what? i don't know it was almost really good i i don't know alexander what? you don't know what you're talking about uh, that was garbage i'm glad i didn't guess that dammy says how did they make a fourth one well that's definitely three ninjas uh, and it's a <laughs> one out of five it's a 0. 0.5 out of five Damn. we have rory which says worth watching for the out of place raster <laughs> That's pretty obvious that that's also three ninjas. Yep, that's also three ninjas. I'm sticking yep. with 2.5. I feel like this isn't on the 2.5 one. It, nope, well, it's a 0. 0.5 okay, again. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, Neocro says, After watching this, I tried to do the worm. Bad move <laughs> Bad move on my part. I'm lucky to have kids. That's a very good review. I give that yes. review five stars. Uh, that's it's a pro- great review. I thought I actively <laughs> laughed out loud when it's uh, That's incredible. Well, that's obviously for breaking, yeah. and uh, the, yeah. the rating, I'm going to guess, is probably a two. Ooh, a three out of five. Damn, all right. Five that that was, yeah. Not quite. But yeah, it's it's a breaking one. Anyway, no, anyway, that was good. I like that. That is the episode. Thank you so much for listening to this. Good Lord. To be honest, I was kind there of expecting go. episode 69 to be this long, and it wasn't. No, so, it wasn't. You know. It turns out that was just a bad film and these were actually like had some enjoyment bad yeah it was just a bad bad film or these are bad so bad it's good film so you know what i'm glad we did it i guess yeah i'm also glad i'm glad that we finally finished three ninjas and we can move on to whatever awful film franchise the listeners want us to review (laughs) i have a few ideas probably gonna be police academy isn't it oh god Mm, if you like the show you can check it out on everything all the links to everything in the the description send us an email give us a review if you want we'll give you a shout out uh that's pretty much everything that we got also shout outs to given leon the the professional heaps and heaps of views because that episode's on like 15k at the moment by the time this goes out probably what that's insane dude that's more than like two listeners i know right and because the there's so many views that means we finally made it we've gotten a comment that is a link to watch the movie for free hell yeah we got the spam comment we did it we can pack up and go home dude we're practically gods at this point i'm gonna go create my own universe and it's going it. to involve three ninjas, breakdancing, and it will be good. I will never visit that universe ever Absolutely in my entire not. life. I'll just probably flood the place. You'll meet Tum Tum and go, nope. <laughs> you press the button. Nope. Blows up. Flood this world. End this bad boy. Speaking of ending this bad boy, let's finish this podcast. So, you've got several choices for next week. And by that, like two. Yeah. We have Firestarter. Cool. A Stephen King movie. Ooh. Uh, it's an adaptation about a young girl who develops strange fire-based abilities. Ooh. 
Cool. Cool. She starts fires. Yep. You know what? A lighter could give you the same supernatural abilities. Ayo! Um, and we. You him. just wrecked Stephen King. <laughs> Take that, Stephen King. <laughs> Your other choice is the natural. A, a sports buyer is pick about Roy Hobbs. Oh. I think Roy Hobbs is a baseball guy, and I don't want to do a baseball film. <laughs> hey, that's a sport only America cares about. And you know what? That's okay. Now, nah, my granddad loves it. My granddad loves a good game of baseball. <laughs> let's do Firestarter, because I like Stephen King. And... Hell yeah, me too. Uh, let's wrap it up. Sandra, oh. I want you to get two quotes and then combine them together. Oh, okay. To make one continuous quote. I, I didn't prep Sandra for this. I just made this up now. So I'm going to start. All right. I got piece of you owe me $7. <laughs> for what? Speaking of cake... For teaching you how to dance. Let's eat. (laughs) Wow. That is painful. Okay. Uh, You also took the same three ninjas quote I was going to use. Yep, because that's the only one I really wrote down. My quote is uh, the two uh, mean Mm. rivalful dancers approach Tum Tum and are like, you're looking at the piranhas. We'll eat you like cake and... Spit you out in the pieces that we don't like. And Tum Tum is like, speaking of cake, let's eat. Uh, let's never do three ninjas ever again. We're done with it. We're, we're done with them. I'm done with movies. I'm done with the podcast. This is the last episode. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Farewell. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.